Hey y'all, so welcome to Sparkle Shine, everything fine, and today it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little different. It's gonna be a little different because I really felt, and it, it keeps popping up, so much to where I literally woke up in the middle of the night hearing, you know, this song, because I fell asleep listening to my phone, that hearing, like, this message that I'm gonna give to you today and you may already know it, you may have already heard it, but it doesn't hurt to hear it a lot, <laughs> you know, each time you get a new revelation from it, because Holy Spirit's speaking however he wants to speak, so I, before we really get into that, this is like a, what is it, oh my, like suspense, well, we're gonna pray first, and then we'll get to it, so Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the message you're going to preach. Thank you for the revelation you're going to bring. Thank you for the wisdom that is here right now. I pray that you'd give us eyes to see and ears to hear whatever it is you want to say today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So, suspense, it's like, what is it? What is the message? It is. It is John three, sixteen. So, and not just John three sixteen because there's verses that come after that verse. There's seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, total. I mean, it just keeps going. And so, I wanted to start with John three sixteen, and it is, of course. I mean, you probably know it, right? I mean, you've at least you know the verse and the number. You've heard that before. But here is the actual scripture. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not will not perish but have eternal life. So, right, you've heard it. We've all heard it before, you know. It's one of those verses that's like, you know, out of all the verses in the Bible, why is this one... I mean, why is it constantly coming up? Well, I mean, it really sums up pretty much the whole gospel in one sentence, you know? And it's kind of funny because whenever you think about it, John three sixteen, you know, this is the only the third chapter. There's like, what? Let me see. Let me just flip. I got my Bible out in front of me. There is at least... I mean, I'm seeing 20 chapters of John. There's at least... Uh, hold on. There's at least 21 chapters in John, and he says this in chapter 3. I mean, think about that for a minute. How, did, like, how? Why, like, why so early, you know? It's almost like a, it's almost like a trailer to the finale that's coming, <laughs> you know? And it's like, huh, that's interesting. Why was it said so early? I think it's I think it's because God really wanted to make sure like <laughs> don't miss this. Like it's so simple, you know? It's so simple and complex and at the same yeah. For God so loved, like God, the creator, everything, he's got it, he's made you. God, he he love himself, loved you so much. That he gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So, we break it down some more. 
for God, for God so loved you so much that he gave Jesus Christ, said, if you believe in him, you will not perish. You know, whenever Adam and Eve sinned, spiritually, they died. They still had their body. They still had their soul, their mind, will, and emotions. But spiritually, they died. They couldn't see, um, they couldn't see God anymore. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't see all these things that they had before in the spirit realm. And now, because of Jesus Christ, because of Jesus, we're not going to perish. Like, our bodies may die, but our soul, like, our spirit is alive. Even though our bodies die, even though, you know, they're getting kind of old sometimes, uh, your spirit is alive. And it's going to stay with God forever. He's a spirit being, right? So, because of Jesus, you're going to, you know, you're going to live eternally. You know, where you choose, it's kind of up to you. You can choose heaven or hell. It's really up to you. But, there is that option now. Like, you're not just going to stop existing no you're gonna exist somewhere (laughs) you know you're gonna exist somewhere and so I wanted to start with that verse and I wanted to kind of break it down and I really just wanted in this episode to go through uh 16 through 21 right because there's other verses that come after the 16th one so the next one is 17 God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. And I would also, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stay here. So, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. And not, oh man, there are so many things, whenever you hear the word judge, it can trigger you so many ways. Because a lot of times, <laughs> at least here, right now at this moment, in this nation, you know, when we think about judges and judging, it, you know, sadly, you don't think about righteousness. You don't think about justice. You think about, well, who had, you know, more money, who had more status, who had more, you know, things going for them than against them. You know, it's, it's sad to think about that, right? And I think when you look at that word judge or really any type of judge in the Bible, it can kind of be it can kind of almost like, it can almost make you go numb because you're like, oh man, if it's anything like here, like, you know, it's like, oh gosh, this is not good. But no, this is talking about he, he sent the, he sent Jesus not to judge you, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. He didn't come to this earth and straight up started calling out sinner after sinner after sinner after sinner after sinner, telling them, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going, like, it was not like that. He was coming because he's like, hey, I know you're a sinner, but guess what? I'm here and you don't have to be anymore. You can be forgiven. You can move on with your life. You can step into the kingdom of God. I'm bringing it. I'm here. I'm the gate. I'm the way to it. So if you want to be saved, follow me. If you want to keep going down towards the pit of hell, uh, keep going the way you're going. But if you want to be saved, you want to have life, and you want to have it more abundantly, 
follow me. If you want to be blessed in every single thing you do and you want to know who God is to you, not just about God, but who God is and you want him to be in your life every single day, every single moment, every single sporting event, at every single graduation, at every single milestone in your life and every single second of your life for the rest of eternity, follow me. You want your days to be filled with love by the one who made it, the one who created it, the one who knows everything about it? Follow me and you will find life. That's what Jesus did and that's what he continues to do. I mean, Jesus is still alive. He's still doing this stuff, but it's finished. He already did it. He doesn't have to save the world again. It's already saved. (laughs) You know, you have it. Like you've got it. Now it's your chance to receive it and not just receive it, but act on it. Act on what you have. Act on what Jesus has done for you, how he has saved you through him, through him being who he is and who he is in the Father and who the Father is in him. So there's that one. All right, the next verse, the next verse, 18, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. So see the connection between 17 and 18. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in Him. That's tapping into 17. He said, He said, God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world. And if you don't want to be judged, believe. That's what He's saying. He's saying, Anyone who doesn't believe in Jesus has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. If you don't believe, you've kind of judged yourself, right? But if you do believe, well, then there's no judgment because Jesus didn't come to judge, He came to save. And, you know, at the end of all this, there's a great white throne judgment. And that is a whole nother thing. But if we're talking about, you know, in John 3.16, through all the verses, like, look at that. He, I mean, it backs it up. And so let's move on to 19. It's all going to come together. I promise. Stay with me. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. Jesus is that light. He's the true light of God. He's that light. And he came into the world. And if, and if you were to be in a dark room and you turned on the light, there's no way you can miss it like you can't miss the light if you're in complete and total darkness which without Jesus you are you can (laughs) I mean you can only I mean you can't even hide that you can't hide darkness when light comes in when light comes on you can't hide darkness it says God's light penetrates through darkness and exposes every hidden motive and I think that's kind of what it's saying right here is 
because, like we said, like if you don't believe, then you're already kind of judging yourself because you've seen the light every at every point. <laughs> At one point in time, every tribe, every nation, every tongue is going to bow their knee and confess that Jesus is Lord because he's light. You can't miss light in a world that is so dark. It's just impossible. Light always overcomes the darkness. Jesus is so here right now and he's so here and his spirit is so here and present with us. And we're called to be that light, right? That at one point, the light is going to be so big and it's going to be so bright. We're all like the, the way his church is going to be and the body of Christ is going to be. You're not going to be able to say, oh, well, it was just too dark. I never saw. No, you won't have an excuse, you know, and that's kind of what I get from that. And then the next verse, we only have two more, I promise. And then it's going to come together. It's going to be beautiful. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear of their sins will be exposed. And that is really where, that is really where it comes together. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. That is. That's the thing, is <laughs> we all got sin. I don't know if y'all noticed, <laughs> you know, we all have sin. We've, we've all sinned. We've come from people that have sinned, and they've come from people that have sinned, and they have come from people that have sinned. It's just, it's a thing. It's, it's here, all right? You can't avoid it. You can't, you can't make up for it. That's kind of what got us in the place in the first place, right? I mean, Looking back at this whole thing, it it's sin. <laughs> we all got it, all right? And you can't try to hide it. The more you try to hide it, the more you're just going to expose yourself. And there's some people, you know, all that do evil, they hate light. Because light is just going to expose what's dark in them. Light is going to expose their dark, evil motives. It's going to expose what sin they have in their life. Because, like, a real quick example of this, in my room, I've got a light kind of fixture, and it's enclosed. Thank you, Jesus. But one day I turned on the light, and I saw a dark silhouette of a spider. I know that is like, what is that? That is just, oh, my God. I was like, I don't know if I can do this right now. <laughs> Thankfully, it's enclosed. I don't know where that spider went, but it's not there anymore. But just like that, see, the light exposed what was in it, what was in the fixture. And that's kind of what happens in us is when the light hits us, it's either going to just keep on going and with more light. Or it's going to expose maybe something like that sin, that darkness that's inside of us. And that's what he's saying about people who refuse and they they continue to do evil. They continue to just say, well, I'm enough. You know, well, now if we shine the light, 
we're going to find your sin. And that's what God's saying. Like, he knows it. He knows it's going to be there. It's not a surprise to him. It says in one verse, darkness and light, they're the same to him. Like, he can see just as well in darkness as he can in light. You're not going to be able to hide from him. You're not going to be able to hide your sin from him. And he knows it. He's like, he's like, he's already worked it out to where this isn't even like a problem for him. Like, you know, it's not even has to be a problem for you. Like he's got a solution. And so the next verse 21 is, but those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Those that do what is right, they come to the light. They don't fear the light. They know that because they've accepted Jesus Christ, going back to the very first verse in John three sixteen, because they have received Jesus, God's one and only son, and believed in him, believe in what he did, believe in what his father sent him to do, because they are in his light now. His light is in them. And when you've got that, you're not afraid to come to the light because there's nothing to expose. I think that's really kind of the difference between verse 20 and verse 21. You know, like people that uh, do what is right, they're not afraid of the light. Why wouldn't they be? There's just going to be more light there. You know, that's all you're going to see. The people that are continually choosing to do evil, they would be totally scared (laughs) of the light because they know as soon as they even come near a little flicker of it, it's going to expose their darkness. It's going to expose what they have been doing. You know, they'd be afraid to have a light switch flipped on because once you see what's going on in the dark, it's not going to be pretty. Like it's like, it's going to be sin. And, you know, I think why these verses are so important and you're probably thinking, you know, this is supposed to be for athletes. This, This is for you as a person, because you are not always going to play sports. You're not always going to be in this season of your life, you know? And even when you are in these seasons, like, you need something bigger than yourself to help you keep going. If you really want to achieve anything great in your life, you need a bigger purpose than just a trophy. You need a bigger purpose than just a record. You need a bigger purpose than another milestone, than another accomplishment. Because that's, like, that's important. I think that's great. But it's not going to save you. No matter how amazing your house is, no matter how amazing your life is, no matter how many records you set, no matter how many championships you win, that's not going to save you. Because if we were to turn on the light and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you haven't done what John 16, what John 3, 16 offers you. If we turned on the light, there's still going to be something dark there. And it's not to throw shame on you. It is so that we can get that darkness out 
And it doesn't have to be a thing in your life anymore. It doesn't have to hinder you. It doesn't have to hold you back anymore because you might be doing something really amazing, but you could be even more amazing. Like, there's so many people that are talented. Think about all the singers that are so gifted. They, I mean, their voices are beautiful, but they don't have that light in them so yeah they could they're great now but could you imagine how much greater they'd be if they had light in them because if you don't have light in you you've got darkness they can't mix they can't blend it's either dark or light so carrying on You need something greater. You need something bigger than yourself. You need something bigger than the school you go to or the grades you get or the money you make or the degrees. Like, you need something greater. And the only thing that is greater than he that is in the world that you can count on for not just for the rest of your life, But for the rest of eternity is Jesus. It's Jesus Christ. That's it. And it's like, that's too simple. How can I? I mean, John 3, 16, that's just too simple. A gift, a free gift. I didn't even have to. I didn't even have to experience any of the pain that was poured out on Jesus or the anger. It's free. Who does that? But, like, who would do that? And if you're in the world, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I mean, if you're going by world standards, nobody should love anybody that much. Why? Because we all know secretly there's something dark. But in Jesus and God, there is no darkness. There's none. It's just light. So if you want to either for the first time make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior you would say I believe I believe that God loves me so much that he gave his one and only son Jesus Christ so that if I just believe in him I will not perish, but I will have eternal life. That I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again for me. And he's coming back. He's seated at the right of the Father and he's coming back. If you believe that, and it's not hard, you just make a choice in your heart to believe in Jesus. You've got someone so much greater living in you now and you can or maybe you just want to rededicate you'd say I've never really looked at it like this I've thought it was just something to check off off the list you know salvation check all right I'm good like it's not just salvation it's sanctification it is this all-in life that you think from a, you know, if you're still thinking of from the world point of view, it's like, I don't know, this, I don't know, I'm giving up, it's nothing, 
in comparison to what God wants to give you. Before any of this, before anything we know, and we go back to even before the garden, there was such a perfection, there was such a purity in in what God made us for, and it gets returned back because of Jesus. And I wouldn't want anybody to miss out on that. And so if you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, you want something greater, greater. You want something bigger. You want something better to carry you, not just through your sport, not just through your school, not just through you know, whatever season you're in, but for not, and not even just for the rest of your life, but for all of eternity, then just repeat this prayer. All right. Say, Jesus, thank you for what you have done for me. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I've got darkness in me, but I want to exchange it. I want to receive your light. I believe you died and you rose again for me. I ask for the forgiveness of all my sins and I receive this forgiveness and I make you my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart and change me I serve you. I am yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Guess what? (laughs) According to so many, I mean, amazing, great verses out there, but I think the one that sticks out to me, it is found in Romans. It says, if you just believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you are saved. You are saved. And that is so awesome. And you need to go. I mean, you should just, oh, you should be so excited right now. Like your whole life is, it's different now. If we turn on the light, we see light. Your sins are forgiven. And you, like, you're probably thinking like, oh, is it gonna, I don't know. I might mess up again. Guess what? If you sin again, you just repent. You turn to Jesus. You say, hey, whoa, 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 what am I doing? Uh, nope, I live for Jesus now. I'm going to turn, I'm going to change my mind. It's as simple as that. Isn't that amazing? That's, I mean, look at that. You're set for the rest of eternity. And so now you're probably wondering, like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, this is a pretty big decision. Well, now I would suggest that you start reading John you start reading verses start with John 3:16 hello the just beautiful verse that came into your life at the right time start with John read through the bible for yourself and then also you know maybe look into getting water baptized that's i mean you could do that in your bathtub if you want say i baptize in the father son holy spirit okay like it is just this shift like once you go under the water all that stuff and junk and what you used to do and all this stuff it is like show it's almost like 
a symbol. Like I'm going under the water as one way. But I'm coming up over the water. Submitted to God. Submitted to how he wants to do <laughs> how he wants to do things. And I'm his. It's just it's not just a, a like a picture for God. It's a picture for you as well. It's just something to remember. I mean, and I I don't know how other people teach it, but I know for me sometimes when I start to get off track a little bit, you know, sometimes it's just a reminder like, "Hey, I'm I'm not the same. I might feel the same. I might look the same, but I'm not. I know who I serve. I know who is in me because Jesus is now in your heart. Oh my gosh, so amazing. It's just a reminder. And then, you know, we can do the next thing right now, which is you can invite Holy Spirit into your life. So Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. It's God's Spirit. And He is your best friend. He's your provider. He's your light. He's your teacher. He's your comforter. Because it's like, whoa, I don't know everything. And you're, you know what? You're right. It's okay. But you have everything you need now. And Holy Spirit is going to help you know, like, which verse you need to go to to help you. If you're struggling with something, find a verse in the Bible and ask Holy Spirit to help you with that. That's what you can do with Him. Or sometimes He'll... You know, you can strengthen yourself by speaking in his language, by speaking in tongues and other things. I mean, he can just do a lot for you. I mean, in sports, he can give you discernment, favor, wisdom. Like, it's a, it's a great just thing you have now. <laughs> it's one of the many gifts of salvation. But all you do for that is you say, because you can only receive Holy Spirit if you've been saved. That's kind of the condition. (laughs) Like it's, I mean, it's the promise. So now that you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to come into my life. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And he said that he promised me the gift of Holy Spirit, that I be baptized in you. So Holy Spirit, Baptize me in you. And I will know that this has happened because I will, the evidence will be speaking in tongues. And so, to do that, now that you have Holy Spirit, anything you kind of start to, like any sounds or any kind of like utterances you feel kind of stirring around your belly or in your heart, you just kind of. You let it come up and it. you start moving your mouth and your tongue and it's going to put some sound behind it. And guess what? You're speaking in tongues. It's, an, it's as simple as that. In <laughs> um, doing that, it just strengthens you. It gives you, when you do it, you're praying out the wisdom of God. You're, you are praying the mysteries of God. And there's sometimes you're not going to know how to pray. But that's when you go to Holy Spirit. He's going to help you. It says in Romans eight twenty seven, you may not know what to pray, but Holy Spirit is going to pray in God's, in harmony with God's will for your life. Like, isn't that amazing? I think you want to do that. So I suggest doing that a little bit more than you think you should. I would start out 
trying to be pretty consistent in it because you'll get consistent results and that is that's pretty much where you can start and you may not feel like you know exactly what you're doing (laughs) and that's okay you're gonna find people that maybe they've been doing this for a long time Uh, God's gonna lead you to the right people and to the right church and even just watching people online you know different pastors and teachers online just start filling yourself up with that and that's pretty much what I have for y'all today this was just kind of it was kind of different but I felt like it was just kind of needed so I pray that that blessed you and if you already have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior then I just pray that this was just a refresher. It was just a reminder because I feel like we need that reminder. Anytime, you know, I know I've caught myself where the gospel is just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we need to go back and reread this. Like, no, this is this is the gospel. This is what's going to save people. It's not going to be more money. It's not going to be more of this. It's going to be Jesus in him alone. He is the way the truth, and the life. It's Him and only Him. So I thank you for listening. I pray that this blessed you. I pray that it's just something to encourage you and just remind you who you are and who is for you, who you've got in you right now. You are not alone. You are stronger than you think, and you've got a lot more for you. You've got a lot more for you than you could even know. So I just bless you. I speak, I speak protection over you. I speak health over you. Now that you have Jesus, go, and if you're struggling, go look up some healing verses. Just type it in the search bar, healing verses, healing scripture verses, like, it's gonna be good. I mean, you've got, you've got everything you need now, so, and don't freak out if you don't always get it right, okay? Just, just grow in God's love, grow in His grace. It's gonna be all right, so, I just bless y'all. I love y'all. Uh, Have a great week.